What's up guys, this is Emmanuel. I'm a Taurus, so my sun sign is a Taurus. My moon is a Leo, and my rising sign is Capricorn. Hey guys, it's Jared. My sun sign is Cancer, my moon sign is Cancer, and my rising sign is Sagittarius. Ooh. <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mad podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey guys, it's Jared and Emmanuel. Hello. Um, so we are bringing you kind of a fun pod today. Not that all of them aren't fun. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> but this was actually one that is pretty... It's a pretty familiar topic to many yoga yogis and yoga studios. Yeah. Um, working with what we call lunar metaphors or the zodiac in the yoga practice. Um, so Emmanuel and I kind of spoke at the beginning of the pod about our three, they call the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into talking about the lunar aspects of yoga and the lunar aspects of ourselves, um, we're just going to touch very briefly on what those what what that means yeah so everybody is familiar if you're not the 12 signs of the zodiac or the, you know the 12 signs of astrology look um, it up look up your birthday find out what your sun sign is yeah um but we talked about sun sign moon sign and rising sign so i just wanted to define for people your sun sign is your very traditional like when you go to search the newspaper and you find the horoscope that's your sun sign. It's who you really are at your core or what characteristics you have at your core. Your moon sign is how you emotionally show up. So how you deal with emotional experiences, maybe what emotions you may have more or less of. And then your rising sign is, I always say like it's the mask you wear in public. It's the how you appear to others. So if we looked at mine, just to give you really briefly, so I'm a cancer at the sun, so I'm a very maternal person, which if you know me, I am. I, I do that for a living. I'm a little bit of the mama of the <laughs> <laughs> of the YTT group. A hundred percent. Totally feeling that feminine energy. So I, I care a lot. I spend a lot of time at home. I'm a sensitive person. That's my son. Your son is? Taurus. Taurus. So what do you know about your sun? I'm a very, it's an earth sign. So I'm a very grounded person. I also appreciate things that are well done. I like well done and I have a lot of drive. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Structured. Structured. And I have a lot of drive to push forwards to get these things. I also appreciate the finer things in life because that's just who I am. Trips across the world. All right. Just, I think more (laughs) comfort. Like I, not so much, a lot of times when you see like memes about tourists, it's like they want to stay in bed and have like luxury purses and eat a lot of good food. But for me, I don't like a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but the stuff that I do have, I love for it to be comfortable and meaningful. Um, so that, that's that. Yeah. And then the moon is in cancer for me. Which Mine's means, a Leo. Le- oh my gosh. We're total like opposites in that way. So emotionally, I'm more drawn to anxiety or melancholy feeling like as a cancer water signs are going to be more of anxious, 
unfortunately depressed people (laughs) that like that's what their predisposition is and they feel a lot so i feel a lot luckily i have lots of tools but i feel a lot and i'm an emotional person so i i want to talk about emotions a lot which matt will be which i don't yes and my husband will be like okay like i remember when we started dating i was actually like always wanting to overanalyze and he's like the complete opposite like no we already talked about i'm good so that's like a cancer drawback. You you overanalyze emotional experiences. Um, and then in Leo, do you know how that shows up emotionally? I'm pretty guarded. Mm. I have a good capacity for an emotional intelligence, but I'm very guarded with my personal emotions. Mm. That's not something that I like to, to share too much. Are you predisposed or have you been to irritability or anger? Because sometimes Leo is the... I know it is, but, and I've heard that before in like a reading. And for me, it's not so much irritability or anger as much as it is retreating. Which totally is kind of like a a very lion thing. I'm out. Right? Like they have a pride, but usually the male is the only one. Yeah. So he will go away. And and if it doesn't, if I can sense, like I'm very cautious. If you think about a lion, like approaching someone, I'm very cautious. I'm like, okay, does it make sense for me to... We can talk about your feelings all you want, but mine, I don't know about that. And then if I feel like there's a disconnect or if I sense a threat, I don't get angry. I don't roar. I turn around and I'm out. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then rising is I'm a Sag, which all the fire signs, believe it or not, are like um, people who are outgoing tend to be fire signs. So like Sages, Leos, and Aries tend to be super outgoing person. So I think you can attest to this. In public, I, I am, yes. Yeah. So I'm super outgoing, super like being able to talk, able to crack jokes, able to be my, you know, this exaggerated version of who I am. But that really isn't me at my core. Because Sages would prefer to be out in public. I prefer to be at home. Yeah. I prefer to have a small <laughs> in group In your PJs. Yes. Yeah, hanging out. Um... So I think that rings pretty true for me. And you're rising is... Capricorn. Okay, yeah. Which I don't... I haven't explored as much. What do you know about it? So the Capricorns are hard workers. I think that's obvious for you that's... all. <laughs> so, like they put yeah. effort into... Yours kind of link. The Taurus and the Capricorn are similar in some ways. Is that they're like... Um, Capricorns are the ones with the horns, right? Yeah. So they're, all, they're like nose to the grindstone. Like they... When they want something, they put in effort. To get it. So people can tell, like, wow, she works hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true. evident of your yeah. yoga practice of your life. Yeah. Um, but I think I have this this need for stillness that not many people see. Like, or this right. need to, um, yeah, like, be held or be, right. you know, like, soft. Yeah. Which doesn't really come across in public. <laughs> no. No, that's true. Um, but I think that's kind of just kind of an intro to the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, we but, could talk but, about this forever. Oh, we'll have to have somebody on. I would love we to. We have so many yeah. friends, I'm sure, that both of us that are into really educated in astrology. Which we are not. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us. I'm self-learning this year. But um, keep in mind, like, if, if I have my friend Kristen Stevens, who has done readings, she says, like, if astrology is not real, then why is it real? Like, meaning, like, why is it even existing if it's... If, if it doesn't it, mean anything. Yeah. And and even if it can't literally mean something, we can all take the motifs and the metaphors of these signs and be like, huh, huh. how can I be more sensitive? Or where does sensitivity show up? 
Where does ego and just pride Just use it show? as a tool for introspection, yes, just right. like you would anything else. Yeah. So Let's I think that's important you. to point out. Um, and then tying in like the lunar cycles, because that's where the zodiac comes from, is planetary alignment. And mm-hmm. um, in the yoga practice, of course, many of you, I'm sure if you're yogis, know of full moon flows or taking a new moon class, full moon and new moon rituals, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, And really, uh, I'll explain a little bit about full moons Mm -hmm. and new moons. So full moons are all about letting go. And I had a client today, she actually said she's really into crystals and stuff. She said full moons are like parties in a way because you are shedding. So we did a podcast previously about effort and ease. Yeah. Full moons are more about grace. They're yeah. more about let go, let go, let go. So if we think of aparigraha, like one of the, um, in those yoga tenets of the yamas and niyamas, mm-hmm. um, that's what full moons are about. You reflect back, you look at what can I let go of, and then new moons are all about growing intentions. Mm-hmm. So we say in the yoga practice, sankalpa. Yeah. You know, and they're more effortful. Yeah. When you say like to set an intention is and then follow through, yeah, with the intention. Um, how would you say? So if we look at intention, well, we look at letting go and intention setting. The lunar qualities that the moons represent. Do you? Th- how do you think they show up in a, in the yoga room? We'll start there. Do you mean in general or specific to like a flow that is designed for that time of the I think month? Spe- I think generally. Rather than that time of the month, yeah. So. And then you could bleed into it. I think that I would probably start with like the new moon because Mm -hmm. I like to plant a seed for intention at the beginning of my class. Sometimes I'll give you like a little snippet and build on it through class Mm -hmm. and then a big reveal at the The end. The sneaky way (laughs) in. Yeah. Uh, I like to make you work for it a little bit. And what it does when you do it that way is that it becomes your intention, not mine, which is super important to me that you Mm -hmm. feel whatever I have to say applies to you and it has nothing to do. None of these classes are about me. They're all about the people that are taking them. Well, hopefully it's universal dharma. Yeah, exactly. And so hopefully people can can relate to that and build their own interpretation as they move through. And whatever I say at the end may or may not resonate with them. They're past that point anyway. Um, Other times, I think the practice of asana is an invitation to step into basic intention setting. They go hand in hand. Even in classes where there's not really, like I told you, I come from a tradition where there was no such thing as a Dharma talk. But there is always a couple breaths to set an intention. Hmm. Right. Me too. I actually started, there was no intention. There was intention setting, but no like Dharma talk. Right. It was just like breathe, pick your own intention. Exactly. That's how it was. And so even Mm. the, maybe the lineages of, of yoga that don't use Dharma talks still encourage that intention, that intentional practice, that intentional right. movement, that intentional breath. And I think it it's just something that starts at the beginning and should be carried through the whole practice. And what do you think the, the benefit of intention setting is? Because people can say like, well, why do I need an intention? Because it makes the experience meaningful. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like so, such a good... Duh. Well, right. think about it. If you do, like, mm-hmm. you want to do something for a reason... Mm-hmm. And you want to make it personal. Personal, yeah. Yeah. 
If you want self-growth, if you want transformation, evolution. Right. There's much more of a chance that you'll have an experience if you have a reason, an intention, a connection to what it is that you're doing. Yeah, because, I mean, I run on the treadmill twice a week. I can't say that I'm having an experience. No. <laughs> so I'm not, like, setting an intent. I'm listening to Taylor Swift. And, that's like, okay, too. Yeah, and jogging and so Like, that's okay, but it's not an experience. Right. And so that's the nuance there. And, and mm-hmm. yoga, at its core, was always designed to be more than a physical practice. It wasn't even designed to be a physical no. practice, actually. No, it wasn't the first pose. I mean, no. easy seated position. That's that. Yeah. And meditation, meditation was yoga. Meditation, yeah. So that's where um, the intention comes in. As far as the letting go, Mm. it can come in so many different ways. Honestly, I think it's letting go of of the brain. Mm. We get so caught up in our inner chatter. We get Mm. so caught up in it that sometimes we don't even notice that we're caught up in it. And stepping in the yoga room is an invitation to let go of that. Chitta Vritti. That's exactly, right. yeah, like the monkey mind. Yeah. To first see it for what it is mm-hmm. and then practice moments where it's not so crazy all over right. the place. Um, that's a part of the letting go um, that I see. But there's also the letting go of like your day, your week, yes. your emotion, and just moving your body. Yeah, and I think I agree with the brain, the letting go of the brain too. Like that's so what yoga is. It's about clearing the mind, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 clearing it out a bit. Um, and then there's also, I think, on a higher level, I don't think this is what people enter into to it for, but I think you and I both have done this, is it's also letting go of the ego. Yeah. It's letting go of the ego shield of like what I really want to do and what I need to do. Yeah. I think is the deeper... Don't you think? Yeah. Like the, one of the deeper ones. and um, But I think that's that's a pretty good like, yeah. pretty good idea of those two. Um, and I think those are two concepts. The idea of new moon, of intention setting, of full moon, of letting go, that are qualities we can carry into our lives. I think these are, and definitely the, the letting go piece is the one people I think might struggle more with. Yeah. Um, than the intention setting, I think kind of like we're conditioned to intention set almost like goal mm-hmm. achievement. Like, don't you think we're built in America to be like validated through yes. what we do? Yes. Yeah. Like look at new year's day. I What's know. your resolutions? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so I think that one, we can talk a little bit Or how bit many people it, live on a to-do list, checking things off, doing things, getting things done, mm-hmm. like outside validation. Right. What's your goal? Did you reach it? What are the steps to get there? Not that that's a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of very in your face (laughs) in our culture. And I think that intention setting is a good way to tune into your life. Like I often give it in therapy to clients, like very basic. I'm like, when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and set an intention for the day, like an affirmation, like I am, I am loved. I am confident. But explore the difference too. There is a difference between intention setting and goal setting. Yes. Well, totally. Because goals based in an outcome, mm-hmm. intention isn't necessarily based in an outcome. It's not. Yeah. So an intention is like saying, I'm beautiful. I'm confident. It's That's, something that carries you through. Right. It's something, it's like a companion that goes hand in hand with you on the journey rather than mm-hmm. the end of the journey. Yes. I which, love that. That's a goal. So they're different and we're a lot more 
acquainted to goal setting and I think intention setting, like you said, is a really nice way to actually tune in. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's kind of where the, in, the intention setting piece comes from. And then, oh boy, like the letting go. <laughs> what? I mean, this is a deep one. We could have probably done a whole pod on how letting you let go. go. And then we could play let it go. <laughs> let it go. Maybe I still will. You might May, slide I'm not going to slide it in there. Uh, you know, we're high tech here on the beyond. Just listen. necessary and then we'll talk about mm-hmm. and why it's a struggle and then how we really start that process god that's I know, hard it's, it's so deep that's I know. <laughs> wow um it is necessary it is so freaking hard to do there's there's a tendency to want to hold on to things um and i think that comes from attachment to, to emotions. And when we have an experience that's positive, I mean, and I'm, I'm just putting it that way. Unfortunately, we also hold on to things that are negative. Yes. We hold on to both. It's not just the positive, but in this situation, if I reflect upon my life, because this is kind of like the mm. question was brought to me, there, there's a, there's a tendency for us to want to hold on to something that was positive for us. And if it doesn't serve anymore, it's just taking up space. So if you think about, I, I really like the analogy of, of life as like a hiking moment yeah, these days. Right, yeah, I've used it before, and mm-hmm. I just think it serves in many different contexts. But if you um, if you go on a hike and you pack, I don't know, uh, apples, right? Well. They're going to help you because you're going to eat them. They're going to give you the energy that you need. But if you keep the core in your bag, it's going to take up space. It's going to smell bad, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to affect the things that are around it right. in probably not the most positive way. But if you did just take the core of the apple and you say, wow, this was a delicious apple. I really needed the energy. Now I'm going to toss it. It's biodegradable. Great. Right. Oh, it's the same thing. I think when we, when we teach the yamas and niyamas, we teach about um, overindulgence or too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like what if you hold your breath too long? Yeah, yeah you'll pass out. You'll pass so out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same analogy yeah. with the apple and the core, like too much of a good thing. Like you're not meant to only have good things. No, but it's not. It's also too like, even if you keep it, even though it was good, mm-hmm. it is gone. Yeah. So it's the experience not, is it's be, gone. Is gone. It's a memory. It's so whatever past. you put it's in is not the same thing as what you had. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard thing to realize because it means that you need to implement change which can be really, really scary. And it can be on a small scale or you could be going through whatever I am going right. through and reorganizing your entire adult life. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Which is totally an act of letting go. Like what you're yeah. doing, you know, moving and the different things is totally letting go. Throwing caution to the wind. And that's really brave because that opens you up to the potentiality of something different. Well, yeah. it's automatically going to be something different, which it is. is so great, I think. 
But I think there is a lot of uncertainty in the world mm -hmm. and it it requires a level of it's like you said almost like throwing caution to the wind because honestly I know I firmly believe that I'm supported by the universe in my choices mm -hmm. but I don't know that for a fact right. there is a chance that this is going to be quote unquote a difficult time I would never say the wrong choice because I've already made that decision there is no other way This is the way for me. Well, and I think some people stay stuck, or not stuck, in a situation because they think, is this as good as it's going to get? Yeah. So should I just hunker down and suffer it out or do it like maybe this is as good as it's going to get? Yeah. And that's, I always tell people when they want to navigate letting go or to change, because I get people a lot of times relationships and therapy and jobs, mm -hmm. two big ones that they're always like wanting to like either move on, do something different. And I think a lot of times they're worried that the other side is going to be worse yeah. or that they, you know, that maybe at least I know this devil, I'll stick with it. I know it. And I think that's... Uh, That's a real way to, like, tap out of life. Yeah. And I don't even think it's easy. I think it's uncomfortable. I think you're half of who you are, you know, if you do that. Like, you don't feel... And it's not know. saying, you know, in, in my particular situation, mm -hmm. it's not saying that whatever you're going through, you need to reorganize your entire right. life. Right. There's a way that two people can let go of a pattern together. Yes. If, if both people are willing. Right. Yes. There's a way that you can you can let go of a job or a position, but still do something that's along those same. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't always need to do this big, thing, this big, big crazy thing. thing. Yeah. And, you know, that relates when I left my job, my last job and working for the state, I actually did that. I let go. I was a supervisor. And I think I'm like the first one in history. I demoted myself. Right. After a year or two. That was an act of letting go. I went back to being a therapist. And then I even took a bigger let go, quit the whole agency. Right. But there's a practice. step. You're like, actually, my, my mom is sort of going through that right now where mm. she was like brought up as a temporary supervisor. And now they're trying to keep her there because she's doing so good. But she was supposed to go back down a level and just navigating that and the responsibilities right. of it. And she's like, I think I want to go back. Like, I think mm. I want to go back down. Yeah. And I always tell people, make kind of like your mom probably. Make calculated moves to oh, let yeah. go. Don't just be this person that's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. like I'm going to pick up my bags and that's it. I'm going to move to California with like zero plan. No. Like that's not what we're saying when we let go. We're saying like you detach a little bit, but you also have a plan in motion. And if I may speak from experience, mm -hmm. it's a process. You don't wake up one morning and you let go. You do get better at it. The you get more better that you at do it. it, right? Well, yes, and it depends what it is. Yes yeah. and no. But I think like there's a lot of things that a lot of introspection that goes on and then eventually I'm thinking about the song Clean about Taylor oh Swift. My gosh, yeah. Yes. Eventually it's like it's like an exhale. You get taken away with a flood. Yeah. Is that what you Yeah, that's what <laughs> she says. The rain comes in and creates a flood and sweeps yeah. her out. Yeah. And, and you're good, just right? like, okay. But it doesn't happen right. the blink of an eye. Letting go is, is a process. Mm. Where you 
are in tune enough with yourself to know that a change needs to happen. And then what kind of change? What magnitude of change? How quick? How much time do I have? What's healthy? What's not healthy? Yeah. And I think it's the act of, of you know, letting go is personal. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like grief. Mm-hmm. You know, grief is personal. How much, and one that I'm pulled to talk about is like letting go as an act of forgiveness. Because sometimes people wrong us or we have harmful situations. Yeah. And I always tell people forgiveness is not what the person did to me was okay. It's I deserve peace. Yeah. But how you reach peace is a personal game. Yeah. It's how you got to get there, what you got to do, which tools are you going to use. You know, healing takes time. It does. Um, and I always tell people, though, this is a harsh statement, so I'm always careful, but I, I tell people there's no value in being a victim. There's actually zero value, and you're just victimized. So then you're stuck. You're in your bottom floor, and you're not progressing. Going anywhere. Yeah. Yep. So I think, like, forgiveness is, the, is one of the ultimate acts of letting go, and that, again, is a process. But I love what you said, and I think I just want to say it again. Yeah. Forgiveness is not saying that what the other person did was okay. It's saying that you deserve peace. Mm. Isn't that a good one? That's good. I think it was from Anatomy of the Spirit. Oh. Yeah. Caroline Miss. I She's think. good. Yeah. I read that too. I feel like I need to reread it. I'll put it in it the show hits, notes. It probably hits different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks um, chakras oh yeah. gosh yeah for sure but that's a kind of a heavy topic to end on but i think like it's more of for you guys to think about like these aspects of of astrology and these lunar cycles like how they show up like they're 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 metaphors they're motifs they're ideas of what you can apply to your own personal journeys and as you travel on this journey, you know that once a month-ish, the time is right for you to revisit. <laughs> so even if you don't get it yeah. on the first try, you get about 30-something days, and then and you get you can, to do it again. And you can keep it basic. Yeah, Like, it's actually a fun practice to say, what's my intention for a moon in Pisces? Yeah. What do I need to let go of for a moon in Virgo? Yeah. You know, like, it can be a neat um, self-awareness. Um, Just a tool, like we said, a tool for introspection. And I'm going to put in the show notes a couple resources for astrology, if that floats your boat or if you're curious about it. Um, know that there are different kinds of astrology, too. Um, Jared and I have both um, done Vedic astrology readings, which are super cool. But what we're talking about isn't that Western Western yeah. astrology. So um, I'll put a couple things in the show notes. I know it's always I I'm always curious about it. Mm-hmm. I always want to. Have you ever gotten a Western astrology reading? Yes, you have. Yeah, they're pretty accurate too. I mean, I think if you're willing and ready to see it, you apply it personally, personally to yourself. Like yeah. they're impersonal actually readings but then they're personal with how you interpret them yeah i got one in germany it was like two hours long and i have it in my voice memos and i just re-listened to it lately and i was flabbergasted like so on it's so incredibly accurate Mm. so yeah yeah i think that's a cool topic we could totally do more on that and yeah. maybe have somebody let us on know in the if you're interested in astrology let us know what else you maybe want to hear about we've had guests we've had um requests from you guys but we always love to hear what you have to say so um slide into our dms or leave us a comment or, or whatever feels right and uh, we shall see you next week Bye. Bye-bye.